Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Skulking Sports Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Dr. Squatch Soap. Stop buying crappy soap. Get 20% off of orders of $20 or more at drsquatch.com. That's 20% off of orders of $20 or more at drsquatch.com when you use the promo code SKS20. That's SKS as in Skulking Sports 20 at checkout. My name is Ryan Scullard. I am your host, and we've got uh, not as long of a show tonight. We've got a couple things we want to go over um, in terms of the injuries that have happened um, over this weekend, uh, some updates that came out this morning, uh, as well as uh, I'm going to take a, a little bit of time to kind of talk over what the what the implica- fantasy implications of Dak Prescott being done for the season and what that means for the offense. So, um, and then we'll go over and then obviously, you know, being the waiver wire show, we are going to go over, uh, the waiver wire picks, um, you know, three to four, uh, players at each position that, uh, that I like for this week. So all righty, let me make sure I've got everything set up the way it needs to be. All right. Well, that's loading up. Okay, perfect. So, um, I think we are good to go. So, why don't we, Joe? Can't talk tonight. Why don't we go ahead and hop right into today's headlines? Today's headlines. And as always, today's headlines are brought to you by the Sleeper app, one of the best apps you are going to find for fantasy football alerts, news, as well as to run your leagues, they are one of the better platforms you can find for running dynasty leagues with all the uh, ways, that you, different ways that you can set things up. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into the news. Starting it off, Dalvin Cook, um, according to Mike Zimmer, uh, his MRI went well. Um, let me pull up. Uh, he avoided a major injury when he left uh, in the loss to Seattle. Um, looking like they get Atlanta next week before a bye week and then a divisional game against Green Bay. Um, this is something that you're going to have to kind of wait and see how practice, how he does with practice this next week. Obviously, you know, obviously Alexander Madison is going to be a huge pickup this week if you can get him. So. Because if Dalvin Cook can't go, Madison is very, very capable of putting up big numbers, as we saw in the game against Seattle, against 
an anemic defense, which Atlanta has. So with that being said, um, yeah, the, monitor what's going on with Dalvin Cook. If you don't have Alexander Madison to back him up, uh, try to you know see see if you can get him on the waiver wires this week. Uh, Sammy Watkins is expected to miss time with a hamstring injury, uh, possibly a couple of weeks. Um, doctors are still evaluating per source. Uh, Chiefs are scheduled to play at Buffalo and at Denver the next two weeks. So this could mean um, more work for um, for Robinson. It could mean a little more work for McCole Hardman. Hardman's the one that I have you know, the most stock in. I think that Robinson tends to just kind of be a boomer bust. Um, and I'm more of the belief that McCole Hardman is the more likely to be the long-term solution. Um, in, in, uh, in KC if, uh, Watkins goes out. So, and I could be way off my rocker. That's just kind of what I, how I feel about what I've seen in that offense. So, uh, Christian McCaffrey is likely still going to be out for week six. Um, taking a look at what's going on. He is eligible to be activated off of injured reserve. And he is undergoing a series of tests um, to check the progress of his high ankle sprain. Team will likely know more uh, Wednesday, so the day after this episode airs. Panthers have won three in a row despite not having him. So um, they've had some some solid matchups that favored them uh, these last few weeks. And have played very, very well. Um, And so... They're 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 still in an okay position right now. The Panthers are uh, without Christian McCaffrey, but you know if they can keep that offense going like it is, and then add Christian McCaffrey to it, that's that's going to be dangerous for for the rest of that uh, NFC South. So, um, let's see. There was a couple other things I wanted to uh, mention. Uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, for those of you who had him for tonight's for the Monday Night Football game. He uh, was ruled out with a back injury. That's definitely going to be something to watch. Mike Williams, I know, is available. It helps that the Chargers now go into a bye week. So that'll give him two weeks to recover. So, you know, again, something to watch you know, when when they come back. I mean, you're already having to find a, a, a fill-in for this week anyways, um, depending on your bench depth. So again, once he comes back, he should be all right. But some, you know, back injuries can be kind of, uh, kind of temperamental. So something to watch for when he comes back next week. I don't believe there are any other positions of consequence in which there was um, any injury news. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker Mayfield supposed to get an X-ray on his ribs. Um, said mama didn't raise no wuss he is expecting to play in week six so um so that's it for the headlines um but i did really want to quickly go over kind of what the dac injury now means for fantasy especially for the cowboys um and here's the thing with their offensive coordinator more he is I mean, he he played at Washington State, I believe, under Mike Leach. So he was very much in that 
throw the ball all over the yard type of offense. That's that's what he was. That was the type of quarterback he was. Um, and that's kind of that's the system that um, that Garner Minshew played in his senior year under Mike Leach. Same thing. I'm just. I believe that Kellen Moore will finally start calling a little more to Ezekiel Elliott. We saw that after Dak went out. Now it may be that that only lasts for a couple weeks, and Andy Dalton really gets going, and they and they uh, decide to open it up a little bit more. But I think at least for the the near future, I believe that Zeke gets a bump. I'm pulling down a little bit on the um, on Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, just a little on Amari Cooper, because Dalton was known to target um, target guys like uh, like AJ Green a lot, but he also had you know Tyler Boyd for his last few years there. And threw a lot to Tyler Boyd. And so I still think CeeDee Lamb, and we saw him targeting CeeDee Lamb a bunch uh, over that last little bit that he took over. So uh, CeeDee Lamb, obviously, I think he's going to be fine. Amari Cooper, again, Amari Cooper tends to disappear. And I get made fun of for, for knocking him down in my rankings sometimes. Or saying, you know, start someone else over him. Um I'm just never completely sold that Amari Cooper can be consistent enough. I'm not doubting his talent. I'm doubting his consistency. So that's that's where I tend to, um, again, I get ridiculed a little bit from people I know um, and have been ridiculed in, in like my um, my posts on Facebook. Or in our, you know, in our skulking group, in um, in my live streams. So, I, I mean, I've been told in our live streams that I don't know crap about football and that I should get a real job. So, great. But from what I see of Amari Cooper, I see a lot of inconsistency. When when it's kind of like a Derrick Henry was those first few years. Derrick Henry could blow up for 250 rush yards, and then he'd have six straight games of only 60 or 50. Um, and so I think Amari Cooper is extremely talented. I question his consistency and his consistent ability to get to make things happen because they need to happen. So that being said, I think that Amari Cooper is still, I think he's still a top 12 wide receiver, top 15 wide receiver. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is top 20 right now. He has moved up into the top 20. I think this week's, this week's, um, this week's points put CeeDee Lamb in the top 20 overall in half point PPR. So, and, and Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup's just, he's going to be a boom or bust wide receiver three. He may. It's possible that he may still finish the season with a thousand yards. Possible. I'm not banking on it though. I think he can still. I think he's still going to have a few games of 100 yards where he beats guys deep downfield. 
like he did at the end of the game on Sunday against the Giants. But because of the fact that the main thing that Gallup does is run fly routes, it's going to be inconsistent. So, so yeah, so for me, I think that Dalton is going to be a solid streaming option, possibly even quarterback too. I mean, he's he's going to be a solid play as your second quarterback in a two-quarterback league because of the weapons that he has around him and because he's got Ezekiel Elliott to, to uh, run the ball and then, you know, four weapons really to, to throw, four weapons to throw to in, in Schultz, Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup. So I don't think he's going to be hurting in terms of, in terms of fantasy points. I think that he can average being a, you know, a top 10 quarterback for the rest of the year. Putting up 20 to 21 fantasy points a week. Just don't expect him to do what Dak did. That's, I, I think that they're going to try to get back to running a lot with Zeke and trying to play some power football. And I think that's going to open things up more for the pass game as well. So, all right. So there's my thoughts on Dak and 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 the Red Rider. And like I said, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens from here. So, all right. So we are going to go ahead and get into our waiver wire madness. Waiver wire madness. All right, and Waiver Wire Madness is brought to you by Fantasy Pros. FantasyPros.com, this is the, the site that we do our rankings with. Make sure to check them out. They have a lot of great tools for um, for checking out, for doing your research. Uh, our, main, our main products that we use, our main um, uh, sources that I use for a lot of my research are Fantasy Pros and, and Next Gen Stats. And so Fantasy Pros, some of the some of the things that they have to use. One of the big product, uh, big tools that I use is their Fantasy Fantasy Points Against. Um, that's updated at the end of every week, so you can see where teams are at in terms of how many fantasy points on average they give up to a position. Um, they've got a who should I start based off of the expert consensus rankings of which I am a part. Um, you know, they snap counts, target leaders, fantasy leaders, um, expert accuracy, all sorts of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, make sure to check out fantasypros.com uh, to uh, to find out more about their tools and 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 how they can uh, help you out in your. Oh wow, it's actually already updated weeks one through five. They still have yet to add in uh, you know Tennessee and the stats for Tennessee and uh, and Buffalo yet, but all right. So, why don't we go ahead and get into our waiver wire madness, starting off with quarterback position, and really this is all about matchups. Um, number one is Kirk Cousins. Now, I understand he didn't have the greatest game um, this last week. You know, 249 yards, two TDs, an interception, and what I believe another one that might have been a fumble. So, or maybe that was a fumble at the end of the game that we thought was a fumble. No, he did have a fumble. So, Kirk Cousins, I think what's going to help in this next game is if it doesn't rain. Again, there was a ton, I mean, it was raining the, pouring 
the entire game in Seattle. I know I live about 20 miles, you know, 10 miles across the lake from the stadium. Uh, and it was pouring here in my house the entire night. So, so I think Kirk Cousins, again, against an Atlanta defense that's practically almost as historically bad as the Seahawks defense right now. So, so Kirk Cousins is going to be a solid, a solid matchup against, uh, against Atlanta. Ryan Fitzpatrick, see if he can get the Fitz magic going again against the New York, the New York Jets. The Jets again have been so awful. They are right now they are kind of middle of the pack, uh, a little better than, a little worse than middle of the pack. Sorry, a little worse than middle of the pack. They give up the thirteenth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. They give up a ton to running backs, and they're right in the middle in terms of you know sixteen and fourteen against wide receivers and tight ends. So. Uh, I believe that this plays beautifully for for Ryan Fitzpatrick and that entire offense. So I like I like Fitzpatrick for this next week against the Jets. Uh, my my other my other pick um, on here is is Andy Dalton um, going the Monday night game. You know, only one point six percent rostered across ESPN and and um, and Yahoo combined. Going up against Arizona now Arizona. In terms of what they have done, they give up. They're what tenth best in terms of giving up fantasy points to the quarterback position. They are fourth best against wide receivers. However, they have not had to go up against the wide receiver core like the Dallas Cowboys. So, that being said, with the fact that they're give up the 10th most amount of fantasy points to running backs. It's going to be a big day for Ezekiel Elliott, which I think will open up things for Dalton. So, again, streaming option. That's why he's my third of this group. Um, I think that Cousins and and Dal- and sorry and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick have better matchups, but I think that they will be a solid pickups for this week. So, moving on to the running backs. This load up for a second. Starting it off. Alexander Madison. Um, obviously, I mean, he put up a big game against Seattle when he had to come in, ran for um, over a hundred yards against the Seattle defense. Who Seattle? I'm going into that game. Seattle was, in terms of their run defense, was 25th. They were so gave up 25th most. So they were like the seventh or eighth best team in terms of holding down running backs. They're now 22nd. So they give up the second most amount of points to the wide receiver, or most to the wide receivers, second most to running backs, or to, to quarterbacks. There is going to be some running room this next week for Madison against the Atlanta Falcons. And the Atlanta Falcons give up the most points to quarterback, the seventh most wide receiver, the most to tight end, thirteenth most to um, to running backs, and we saw what Mike Davis can do to that offense or can do to that defense. So I think that, and I think that Alexander Madison is more is more talented than Mike Davis. So because of that, I think that Madison, if he's the one starting and Dalvin Cook sits, which I think would probably be a good idea, honestly for for the um, for the Vikings at this point. Madison could put up some huge numbers. I, I, if it's just 
Madison would be in my top 15 this week if he starts. If we find out that he's going to start, he will probably be in my top 15 rankings for running backs in half-point PPR this week. So, uh, Number two, Justin Jackson. He's going into a bye. There's not a whole lot of options for running back, just to let you know. Uh, Justin Jackson, he's going into a bye week. Uh, but Kelly does not seem to be the guy. Um, I have Kelly. I'm I'm at the point of dropping him. Um, I have him in a league where he was where I also have um, I have Christian McCaffrey on IR. I, so yeah, I'm I'm not all that high on Kelly, and I think that Jackson is probably the better option. Now, hopefully, soon. In the next, you know, hopefully it only takes about three to four weeks for Austin Eckler's injury for him to come back. So, all right, my last uh, running back that I really can possibly suggest would be J.D. McKissick. Um, he was used a lot in the dump downs in this game in this last week, um, and so he's he's been getting a lot of a lot of targets. Was it thirteen targets? Sorry. 13 receptions on 16 targets over the last couple games. And so um, starting to use him in that that passing down role. So definitely something to watch. I think in PPR, I think he could be a um, kind of a, a, a mid-flex play um, in like a 12-team league. If you have to use him in a 10-team league, your team's really struggling, so... So that's uh, that's about all I can suggest for running backs. There's not a, there's not a whole lot out there that that I like that I think that can be um, that I think can be a good option for you. All right, moving on to the wide receivers. I mean, you're pro- I mean, you're probably going to hear these names all over the place, anyways. And I'll be honest, I hate just giving what seems like the standard industry standard answers i hate it um but when they really are the best options you can find you go with it so uh number one obviously is chase claypool now i want to be honest here we're not just looking at the fact that he had a big blow game this isn't just chasing points it's partially chasing points no, but here, here we go. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be honest with you guys here. We are dealing with Deontay Johnson, who has been a big target for Big Ben when he's healthy. Going down with another injury in this last week is what helped open things up for Chase Claypool. Um, and Claypool isn't a slouch. So. I mean, 7 of 11, he was targeted 11 times. He was targeted, I think, the only, the closest to him was 5 times of any of the other um, receiving options for Pittsburgh. So, he can get, I think he can get the job done. Um, they are, this next week, going up against Cleveland. And Cleveland, in terms of the passing game, has given given up the third most amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. So I think it just it opens up another possibility for for him to put up a decent game. Um so I Cleveland gives up a lot on the defense mainly to quarterbacks, wide receivers and tight ends. So fifth most to quarterbacks, third most wide receivers, seventh most tight ends. So 
should be a decent game for the passing game for Pittsburgh next week. And so, um, yeah, I like I like Chase Claypool. Now, some of you may be on me about last week, everyone getting up, standing up for Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was a great pickup for this week. It just so happened that Seattle happened to shut him down. Um, and the and another part of it was the fact that Seattle's defense was becoming very vulnerable on the ground, and so the offense went that way. That's how Minnesota's offense went for the game. Justin Jefferson is going to have more games like he did. Okay, so just... And it could be that this next week against the Falcons is one of those games. So for those of you kind of, yeah, but you suggest Justin Jefferson for us last week and he didn't do anything. You're right. He didn't. But the matchup was there for him. I mean, Seattle's down to their, I mean, uh, was it they, I mean, they finally have their top two corners back, but they're down to like their number three, three or four safety. Um, I mean, they've got Diggs. Quandre Diggs is their number one. But there was it. Uh, they lost. Adams was has been injured. They lost their number two, uh, Marquise Blair, to a torn ACL. So they're down to their third strong safety. Um, their third cornerback is not great, and Ugo Amadi, who has kind of been a, a hybrid player, um, you know, has kind of been back and forth on whether or not you know they it, everyone thinks that he was actually a good pick. So. Again, it was there for Justin Jefferson. Sorry. Moving on. Number two, Travis Fulgham. And again, this is because he is getting more and more targets. Obviously, he, with all of the injuries, this is this is an opportunity type of pickup. Because of all of the injuries in the wide receiver court for Philadelphia, and because of guys like J.J. or Sega Whiteside doing nothing. Everyone thought he was going to be big. Everyone thought he was going to be a big red zone type guy, and he has not done anything this year. You have Alshon Jeffrey, who just can't ever get healthy. You have Deshaun Jackson, who continually is dealing with hamstring issues or some other leg injury. And so he's not available. So because of all that, Travis Fulgham has had to be thrown into the fire. And this last week did phenomenal. Was it uh, how many actual targets? I know he had 10 catches. 10 catches for 152 on 13 targets and a touchdown. Um. Going into this next week, it's not a great matchup. I'm not I'm not gonna argue that. Going up against Baltimore, who um you know gives up was it the seventh least amount of fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Not a great matchup. That being said, Fulgham may still get the targets. With the Baltimore Ravens offense, if they can really get moving. It's going to force Philadelphia to have to pass the ball. So, for that reason, um, I still think that Fulgham is a solid pickup. Let's see if we can find Travis Fulgham. There he is. Okay, so he gets Baltimore. 
this week. Then he gets the New York Giants, then Dallas, then a bye week, then the New York Giants again, and then Cleveland. So he's got a pretty decent schedule ahead of him outside of this week against Baltimore. So I like Travis Fulgham moving forward as a flex play with upside. So that's where I go there. Um, the other two guys, uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Again, we, we have to kind of see how long Alan Lazard is going to be out, but as long as Marcus Valdez-Scantling is the number two wide receiver there, I think that he still gets a little bit of play. I think that he can be, a again, a, a flex play because most of the, the work is going to go to Devontae Adams. And finally, Tim Patrick. And Tim Patrick is, is a guy who's played very well um, against the um, um, or has played very well in in coming into the offense with uh, with Sutton going down with the ACL injury. So because of that, um, I like what he has been doing. KJ Hamler has also been injured. Um, and so as long as Hamler's out, I think that um, Patrick can put up solid numbers. Not great, but solid numbers. Let me see. I think he's right up here around. Uh, yeah, so coming up for, for Denver, New England, then Kansas City, then the Chargers, then Atlanta, Las Vegas, Miami. So it's some decent matchups in there for them. So Tim Patrick over, let's see, over the last few games. Six, uh, so over four games, 16 receptions, 21 targets, 209 yards, so, and two touchdowns. Uh, in his last game, caught six passes for 113 yards and a touchdown over the Jets. So um, he has at least five targets in three or four games, a touchdown in consecutive weeks. So, again, based on, you know, who you've got on by or on COVID restrictions, <laughs> Um, Patrick is one of those guys I think you could pick up as a, as a fill-in. So, uh, last but not least, the tight ends. Irv Smith Jr. against Atlanta. Again, the, the offense for the Minnesota Vikings does not use the tight end very much. Haven't this year, didn't last year. But Irv Smith got loose for a little bit in this last game, so... That's why he's a speculative ad for me. Again, there are no great ads this week in terms of the tight end position. No one I, I, I really jump for joy over. Um, next is is Gerald Everett. I told you guys, if you remember, I had an article about this beginning of the year that I didn't like Tyler Higby, where he was getting drafted. I thought that it could be possible that he would fall backwards. Well, now Gerald Everett's getting more targets than Tyler Higby getting more playing time than Tyler Higby. So, Gerald Everett is a guy to look at. I think he's only rostered like 1.8% of leagues. If that, I want to say, I think across both both ESPN and Yahoo, it's maybe 0.8% of leagues. Load it up here. Yep, 0.8% of leagues. He is widely available. And if you look at um, their next game is against the 49ers who have been pretty good. Um, 
on defense, but they are getting to the point now where they're having to put in practice squad players because their defense has had to face so many injuries. So Gerald Everett, I think, is a a flyer. Probably more of a DFS play. But if you are desperate for tight end because of injuries and guys not playing well, that's one possible way to go. Another guy, Cameron Braid. I used to, lo- oh, man, I used to just stump for him like crazy. Um, I think that he is he again. He's a low end tight end too because the fact that um, you know Gronk is still there. I think that Braid is going to continue to have three to four catches for about forty yard, forty to fifty yards, and possibly a touchdown. So he's not he. There are going to be games where he gives you a zero. It's going to happen. Doesn't have a huge upside. But the floor, for the most part, should be okay. So, and let's not forget that this is a guy who was like tight end number seven just three or four four years ago. Three or four years ago. So, um, I definitely think that he, he, again, if you're desperate, he's a guy that you could fill in with. So, all right. That is it for the guys that I actually really, really like. Uh, real quick, let's look at this uh, game for um, for tomorrow, for Tuesday, or for when you're listening to this, for tonight. Um, the Bills visiting the Titans, 4-0 against 3-0. Definitely going to be interesting to see how this goes. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that Josh Allen does not go crazy because I have one league where I am up, and as long as I think he's projected for 24 points and as long as he doesn't score 27 I win um I've got another one where I only need Tannehill to score 11 points and I win (laughs) so so yeah so I think that both of these quarterbacks I think should put up solid numbers overall I think I still have Tannehill top 50 I think Adam top 15 for this week Josh Allen obviously is top five Singletary um going against the the defense of the Titans Titans are pretty tough against quarterbacks. They're fourth best, giving up only 15 points per game to quarterbacks. Um, they give up, was it, uh, their 10th best against uh, wide receivers. Uh, middle of the road against, I mean, right in the middle of the road against, against running backs. Do give up a fair amount of points to tight ends. So... That you know that could mean you know there's a little more there for Dawson Knox if he's available, um, or Tyler Croft. So I think overall Singletary should be in for an okay game. We'll see how much he's involved in the pass game and how much they involve Zach Moss if he is officially back. Um, he's listed as, listed as questionable, so we'll see we'll see what's We'll see what's going on with Moss, um, but if if it's if Moss is out, Singletary's going to get most of the work. So, so at least there these the opportunity is there. Uh, in terms of the the corner or in terms of the wide receivers, Diggs, Brown, Beasley. I think in this kind of a game, Beasley's the guy that I would trust most. So if you're desperate, um, if something happens, well, no, at this point it's Tuesday game, last one. So if you have Beasley. I think that he could. I think that he could provide ten to twelve points in full point PPR. Um, 
but D- I mean Diggs, you're going to start no matter what. Brown, Brown is a solid flex play wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. So, uh, moving on again, going over to the Titans real quick. Derrick Henry, you're going to start him. Uh, I like AJ Brown. We'll see how health. I mean, he's had a lot of time to get that. I think it was a hamstring, right? Let me pull it up. I'm pretty sure. Um, but he does, yeah, he does have a tough matchup against Tredavious White. So I do like. I mean, it it stinks that Corey Davis is on the is on the the COVID reserve list. Um, so that means that AJ Brown is going to be targeted like crazy. So Khalifa Raymond is another option, if I mean, if you're desperate. So. And I think uh, I think that this this game plays really well for Johnny Smith. the The Buffalo defense, great against quarterbacks. You know, top ten against quarterbacks, giving up seventeen points per game. Top four against running backs. Top eleven against wide receivers, but they give up the eighth most to the tight ends. So this could be a Johnny Smith game. So we'll see again. We'll see kind of see how it plays out. All right. That is all I've got for you guys uh, tomorrow night. I believe we'll be going over a little bit of just kind of some things to expect for the uh, the next little section of the season. I may go over some DFS plays and that sort of thing. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. Again, my name is Ryan Sculler. This has been the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.